0: We
1: that, that young man, <laughs> take wherever we
0: get it. This is fire
2: I good morning everyone good morning. Loud. Loud. that woke you up didn't it? <laughs> you know I read a lot of articles every day on you know just how difficult it's become to to recruit truck drivers, professionals in this industry, and I, and I look around here, and it just puts a smile on my face to see everyone here, and it just tells me that we're doing something right, and I see so many faces. I see folks smiling here, and we're just really glad to see you. I'm Steve Field. I work in the safety par- department. I'm here with Bill Sprague, who works with me in the safety department. This is our Friday morning meeting. We do this each Friday. We did shut down for about 18 months or so during COVID and switched over to strictly videos. But I think we started this back about three or three months or so ago. We've been doing these meetings 25 years. Uh, it's really changed over time. You know, right now, we use some social media. We use uh, Facebook Live and YouTube Live. And today, we have Jamie over here. And we had Amy, but she disappeared way in the back. We have Amy there that looks after our social media. We send it to our terminals in Salt Lake City, to Pittston, what we really try to do is make sure we can involve our drivers that can't make it into the terminal, that that are out working that day. You can always send questions in when you watch these meetings. We don't always get to all the questions. We try to prioritize them for the questions that are that are related to the speakers that we have. But if we, if we don't get to a question you send in, it doesn't mean we ignored it. We try to use those later for different speakers to, to try to keep the meetings interesting and try to keep them uh, with information that will help you out there. So, again, we're, we're super glad you're here. We're going to do a uh, couple of things today. We've got some hopefully some good information for you. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to just introduce our two terminals and I'll start with Pittston. Are you up there, Rick?
3: Good morning, loud and proud.
2: You know, I remember like it seemed like six months ago it was you and Lisa and Bill and one driver up there. You've really, really grown up there. How big's your class this week, Rick?
4: Uh, you know, I think it was around 30, 35. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good size and a uh, great bunch of folks, you know, that we got in this week. It's uh, just amazing. And and I got to go with you, Steve. You know, it, it is amazing to see all these smiling faces around here. It's uh,
0: it, it's just a joy to come to work every day.
2: Yes, it is, Rick. Appreciate that, and I'll talk about Pittston for just a second. Then we'll go out to Salt Lake City. Thought you were waving to me, D. No, that's okay. Okay, <laughs> uh, you know Pittston. I I don't know. I think it was maybe. It might even be 15 years ago that we we bought a company up there that was going out of business, that facility. It was it was really pretty sad. You know, there was a wall between where the what I'll just call the in-house associates were and the drivers. The drivers would have to look through a wall to talk to their fleet manager, to their payroll person. Then there was another layer of security that kept upper management away from the lower level in-house people, and that's just not the way we do things. You've probably noticed around here that our facility is fully open. You are welcome to go wherever you want to, knock on any door you want, talk to anyone you want. And that's part of our culture here, that it is an open an open facility that we don't have any secrets, we want to be transparent. So we bought that company up there, we've put millions and millions and millions of dollars into that facility to turn it into something that we can be proud of. It's really a a miniature prime up there. And what we also have is a training program up there. Now we do third-party testing up there. We've built a big pad. And if you've been up in the Northeast, it's hard to get land, but we were able to get a a good piece of land up there that we could use as a training pad across the street. We're building some more long-term parking for our driver associates. We know parking is tough up there. So we've done everything we can possibly do and, really hope that that Pittston facility, that you feel welcome up there and that you feel that whatever you need is available for you up there. So if you have a chance, don't hesitate to stop in our Pittston yard. We've got maintenance up there. We've got a cafeteria. We've got bunk rooms. We've got showers. So it's a good place to stop. We'll go out to Salt Lake City. Troy, you out there?
4: Me and 40 of my closest friends right here. How you doing?
2: I'm well, Troy. How are you today?
4: We're doing great in Salt Lake City. I got a little bit of feedback, sorry.
2: That's okay. That's okay. How big's your class out there this week?
4: Uh, we have 20, 20 new students. We've still got about 25 from uh, the week before. So we got a full house here, buddy.
2: Well, that is fantastic. Your building looks great out there.
4: It's a beautiful facility. They, and, you know, they just keep working on it to, to make improvements and. Um, it's looking, uh, you know, it's ready for ready for students, ready for drivers to come through here. We've got a great cafeteria and uh, a great shop. So yeah, anything you need in Salt Lake, anything you get in Missouri, you can get here in Salt Lake.
2: You know, that's exactly true. And kind of the way we got into Salt Lake City, we bought a kind of a small company out there, got their facility and obviously outgrew that. And and we were able to get this property and again, spent a ton of money to renovate it. But Uh, it's ready to grow out there. We're we're really proud of our Salt Lake City facility. As Troy said, whatever you need, you can get out there. We've also got a training program out there. We do third-party testing as well in Utah. So really, we have three main facilities now that we can use to grow our company here in Springfield, Pittston, and Salt Lake City. So as you have the opportunity when you're out there, Please stop in all our terminals so you can kind of get a get a feel for what's out there. Meet the people, and I and I think you'll uh, I think you'll enjoy the facilities that we have there.
1: One thing I want to mention, since he mentioned the cafeteria out there, no different in Pittston, Salt Lake. How about we give our cafeteria staff a round of applause because. They they were here late and stayed up early today to make sure that you guys had food in front of you, and even though they're short-staffed like everybody else, they are back there humping it to make sure every one of you get fed this morning, so they deserve a big round of applause for the hours and the work that they're putting in to make sure we're all fed.
2: You know, you'll notice as you spend more time with Prime, we love to eat. Uh, you know, we've got the great staff here that Bill talks about, and it kind of bleeds over to our convention center up there near where the hotel is. That's where we have our picnic. That's where we have our uh, uh, Christmas party, which, as it stands right now, we are going to have this year. We we. Didn't have one in 20 because of COVID, but I think we're going to be back this year for the Christmas party. And it's really a good time to mingle and socialize on a more informal level. Though we're pretty informal here, it's even more informal. You know what I'm saying. Thank you, Bill. (laughs) Up there. I do want to do a couple more things before I kind of turn it over to Bill to talk about some safety issues here. One thing we like to do each Friday morning, and this pertains to Springfield, Pittston, and Salt Lake City. If you're just starting out, if this is your first week here at Prime, whether you're in the PSD program or you came with experience, but you're just joining our family this week, would you go ahead and stand so we could recognize you this morning, please? Thank you. You know, again, it is fantastic to, to see so many faces here. One common theme that we talk about here on Fridays a lot is the importance of growth to our company. and and you are that growth. All of you in the in the yellow vest, you're our future out there. It is so important that we grow the company and without making it overly complicated, we, we grow. That gives us a bigger presence in the marketplace. That gives us a little bit more leverage with our customers. That's how we can get rates that are appropriate for the work that you do out there. It's how we can get the layover pay. It's how we can get tolls paid for. It's how we can get fuel surcharge. So growth is always important to us, but we're careful with our growth. We're not going to bring someone in just because they want to be here. I can tell you, we checked each one of you out very, very carefully. Your background, as you go through training, we continue to monitor you. Uh, Everyone probably won't make it through the training. I hope every single person makes it through, and we're going to give you every opportunity. But, But some folks, maybe trucking just wasn't what they thought it was going to be. I know it's a challenge being away from your family, but... But we're here to support you. We support you with the best staff, with the best facilities, with the best equipment. And that's why, as other companies have really struggled the last couple of years, we've continued to, to do what we do best, and that is to grow, to deliver freight, and do it safely. So I'll just give you just a, just a real quick, just a couple pieces of advice for our, for our new folks here. Please listen to your instructors and your trainers. You're starting this program at the absolute Best time. And the reason I say the best time is because we're heading right into winter. Winter is here. I can tell you from looking at last night, winter's here and it's going to present challenges as it does every year. But because you're going to get winter driving experience with your instructors, with your trainers, that's going to make you better prepared when you get your own truck. So please listen to your trainers, listen to your instructors. They want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your feedback. But we're pairing you up with good folks out there that have done this for years and years, and they're here to make sure that you're as successful as possible. So, again, I welcome you. Welcome everyone to the meeting. We've got some speakers lined up, and we're going to start here with Bill from our safety department. He's got some information for us. So, go ahead, Bill.
1: And I want to kind of add to what Steve said. When he looks around this room and sees how full it is, got to feel pretty good about where you decided to come to work. In an industry that's all the time talking about driver shortage, first of all, make no mistake, we're never going to say we're perfect because we aren't. But we're going to continue to work every day to get better. But we must be doing something right when we can fill this room every Friday with these new incoming students that want to get into this industry. And we're really glad to have you. We can't do what we do without drivers. That's what's this entire compound here Salt Lake, Pittston, every one of them was built on drivers just like you coming to Prime and making the decision that you want a career in trucking and then making a long, safe, making a lot of money career right here. So thank you from from me as well. I wanted to talk about inspections this week. Everybody knows DOT inspections are where we like to focus a lot of time because that's kind of our report card when it comes to what customers are looking at. They look at our report card to see how we're doing on violations. This week, we had 127 total inspections with 83 of those being clean for 65%. Give yourselves a round of applause. Once again, we're not perfect. And I always say, you know, why is 65% good? Because we've been told many times by DOT that the average out there is about 40%. So we've got good equipment. We've got good drivers. We're doing the right thing. We just need to continue to work to even get that number better. Because once again, when a carrier's putting themselves out there as far as for a certain freight market, one of the things that the customer is going to look at is they're going to compare us to other carriers on our safety score. And so if our safety score is lower than another carrier that's working for that freight, they're going to get it. That's how easy it is. So, we've got to make sure that we're always working to keep these inspections clean. So, the top three that kind of hit us this week bypass the scale, number one. That's number one violation by twice as many points as any other violation. We got to do better at this, and we're going to do better at it. We got to do better trip planning. We got to know when those scales are coming up. For one, I want you to not only know it's coming up, I want you to stop, take a 30 minute break, look your equipment over. Anything can happen. If you stop 30 minutes, take a break, walk around it, make sure all your lights and everything are in order, make sure all your paperwork's in order. When you get to that inspection, you can use it like an ATM. And I say that because if you get a clean inspection here, you get paid for it. We want to make sure company drivers get paid for their time and lease operators as well. If you get paid for an inspection, it's 25 for a company driver and lease and owner ops get $100. So your time is valuable, but the only way you're gonna get that is to make sure that your equipment and your paperwork's in good working order to make sure you get that clean inspection so that keeps our safety numbers low as well. Last week we paid out right at $6,000 in clean inspections. Previous week to that almost $10,000 in clean inspections. Last week's inspection numbers were just down a little bit, but once again, our percentage stays up there pretty close to 70% and that's because of the work that you guys do of keeping your equipment in good working order. Um, one thing that I was going to touch on also, number two, is speeding, 6 to 10 over. There's no reason for that here. I mean, watch the speed limit signs. Obey all those signs and posted. If you see it, a no truck route, stay off of it. There's a reason it's a no truck route. We hear a lot of times, well, GPS took me there. Well, GPS only took them there for one because they were already on a no truck route and then they rerouted. We find that out a lot. So make sure that you're obeying those signs before you get into that situation. Because if you just reroute your GPS, it can't pick you up and put you back on a truck route. It's got to take you on a no truck route to get back to somewhere where you're supposed to be. So just be careful blindly following GPS. And if you question it, always look at your atlas. Always have an atlas in the truck. You've got to have that. That's, I know it's old school, but we, we've got to get away from just using electronics. That's right. It works. It does. And it's four truck routes only. And the third one is just being in the incorrect lane. In almost every single situation, what lane you got to be in? There you go. Right lane. Sometimes in construction zones and stuff, it'll direct you to the other lane. Make sure you're always in the correct lane because, I mean, you're a rolling billboard out there. If an officer sees you and you're out hanging out in that left lane, it's going to be pretty they're going to pull you over, okay, and they're going to most likely cite you for it, and that's why that inspection number is so high. One last topic I'm going to touch on just because this was brought to me by a veteran driver that didn't get, once again, on the questions for last week, so we want to bring it up. Who's a, We've talked about CPAP. Everybody knows what CPAP is. I'm only going to say one thing. When do you use it? When you're sleeping. I say that because you don't use it when you're in the passenger seat of the truck or you're driving. I know I get a lot of chuckles. I wouldn't say it if it didn't happen. That is not when you use CPAP. That is not when it is going to benefit your body. It is only going to benefit your body and your well-being when you use it correctly, and that's when you're sleeping. So that's all we'll touch on. It only takes, like I say, one bad apple, right? Just like, you know, if anybody ever bought a serpentine belt, you ever read on the back of a serpentine belt, it says, please shut the engine off before attempting to replace there's one person that sets that for everybody and it's no different here. One person driving down the road with a CPAP mask on. We gotta mention it to everybody. So please, if you on CPAP,
2: only use it when you're sleeping. That's all I got. Any questions for Bill on the inspections, CPAP usage, anything in safety in general? Bill,
0: you number
2: of we didn't our race would be? I don't.
1: I I'm it'd be like higher brought that up. It, yeah it'd be a lot higher about twice as high
0: 130
1: <laughs> best i can tell
2: all right don't don't be don't hesitate to ask questions you know we don't want to scare anyone off there as we always say there's no dumb questions believe me if you're thinking of it someone else is thinking of it as well i want to say with winter driving because winter presents probably without a doubt the biggest challenge that that all drivers face every year and 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 we do have our challenges each winter and our focus this winter is going to be that we want to make sure that every driver recognizes that they have the final say on when they shut down and that if you don't feel safe out there, if you don't like the weather that's approaching, if for whatever reason you as an individual feel that I'm just going to go ahead and shut down. We are going to support you 100% on that. We always ask for one thing from you. Communicate with your fleet manager so we can communicate with the customer and let them know we're going to have to reschedule that delivery or, in some cases, the pickup. If we can communicate with our customers, there's no problem at all. I don't want anyone to feel that they have to drive in conditions that they're not comfortable in and feel unsafe. So we've been working with our fleet managers. We try to get that word out. So please do not feel hesitant to shut down if you don't feel safe out there. And we will back you up 100%.
1: I've said this before, Steve. I've been on a lot of those emails or after a rollover accident or after a weather-related accident, the customer gets involved. And, you know, we notify them. Once again, communication is key. And we let them know that their freight's been involved in an accident. And I'm going to tell you now, I've never one time seen a customer ask how their freight was. Never once. Their response is always, how is your driver? That should tell you, we've got a really good working relationship with our customers because they, like us, care about driver first. That load's going to be fine. Doesn't matter as long as our driver's okay. Now, there's a lot of prime miles sitting right here. Have you guys ever had anybody tell you you have to drive in inclement weather? Be honest. It's not going to happen, is it? shouldn't ask the question okay oh wait explain go ahead okay well you knew very well i was talking about prime come on
0: hey but no it is out there
2: you're
1: right buddy it is it is yeah wind yeah
3: yeah yeah
1: Well, I mean, when they say high preflight, usually that's empty. But yeah, I mean, if you feel it, you're the commander of the ship. You tell them, I'm not going anywhere. And that's what we'll always do. Yeah. And that's good. We want you to. Because once again, when it comes down to it, who's involved in that accident, it's you. So it's got to be your decision whether to shut down or not.
2: Let's stick with winter driving. And and sometimes, you know, we were were told other companies try to do meetings like we do. I mean, and I think the reason our meetings are successful is. We have no fear, these aren't scripted, we never know what's gonna happen. So right now I'm gonna ask for a volunteer and, there, and there's a prize involved. So someone that's just starting out this week probably has a yellow vest on that you're just learning to drive a tractor trailer. Come on up, come on up. Here comes a volunteer. Come on over.
1: They don't like too
2: Blake. Turn around Blake and introduce yourself to everyone. Who are you?
5: My name is Blake Flagell. I am uh, currently being trained right now. This is my first week. So
2: Perfect. Where are you from? Uh, Kabul, Missouri. Oh, just down the road a little bit. Just a bit. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk winter driving for a minute, and there's only going to be one answer that I'm going to accept. When we're in winter driving, winter weather, whether it's snow, you no know, potential for snow, maybe the roads are a little slick. We're not sure about black ice. What's the one thing? that we can always do when we're driving that will reduce the likelihood of an accident. Go slow. Slow down. Exactly. Stay right there. That is exactly right. And that's always the number one issue that we have with winter driving is speed. And it doesn't matter what speed everyone else is driving. It matters what speed you're driving out there. And we've just got to recognize that we can't drive at the same speeds in winter, that we need to slow down. And Blake nailed it right there. I, I hope that when you're out there, you remember that. Uh, hopefully, you can take a little time off. Our travel agent, Sarah Johnson, she was able to get us some uh, free nights at any red roof in the country. It's good till all through next year. So, just for being brave and coming up here, Blake, so maybe you can use that. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Blake. Nice to meet you. Thank you. You know, and that obviously is the key. If, you, if you've heard me before up here, I think safety really boils down to three things being safe out there. Number one is your speed, a speed that's appropriate for the conditions and appropriate for your driving ability. Bill pointed these out. I don't know who these guys are right here. There's random drivers here. I'm just kidding. you. You know, we've probably got 10 million safe miles between you four, give or take. Got some got some truck driving championships in there. Got some Pride and Polish championships in there. Just an incredible group. And, and I think you will agree that speed is the key with winter driving. Speed is the key. The second thing I'm going to talk about, following distance. And why is following distance so important? Because you don't know what's going to happen in front of you, particularly in winter. We don't want to become part of one of those multi-vehicle collisions out there with well, I couldn't get stopped. And you know, I, I'm not being critical, but we want to avoid those. We want to have that following distance that allows us to react to whatever happens in front of us. And the third, which I think relates to Bill's violations, whether it's missing a scale, being in the in the wrong lane, is don't be distracted. And I think we underestimate that because well, I wasn't on my phone. Well, If you were reaching for a drink, if you were trying to adjust your music, if you were trying to do something in that cab, even if you were daydreaming, if you were just kind of looking around a little bit, any distraction takes away from your driving ability out there. You've got this much brain, if you will, and we want 100% of it focused on driving. So please do not be distracted in the cab. That will make the difference between avoiding an accident and being involved in an accident. Speed, following distance, and distraction. You follow those three rules, those three points, I can't guarantee you're going to be not involved in an accident, but you're going to be a lot more safe than you would be if you violate any of those principles. Time for our first speaker. I think it is. Who do we want to bring up?
1: Let's bring out Human Resources, Brandon Mallard. talk about open enrollment. I know if it's not ending, it's ending very soon. It's today. Today. That's very
4: soon. In hours. here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hi, Brandon Mallard from the HR department. Really, I'm just up here. Company drivers, uh, just want to let you know this is last call today to make any changes uh, to your benefits, okay? So if you want to make any changes, definitely uh, give us a call. Give the enrollment center a call. If you're here in Springfield, we have Lee sitting over by the microwave. She can help you enroll and any changes you make will take effect um, as of January 1st guys we've had really good participation Uh, we've actually had over three thousand people go through open enrollment that is awesome so I always highly recommend look at your benefits you know you, you know you don't have to change anything but when you first start to five years later what you signed up for when you were initially here might not be what you need now okay so definitely look at you know short-term disability long-term life insurance um look at your beneficiaries you know make sure that um, you know that money's going to who would need it if you were to pass okay um so this is now the time to do it and make sure you go through an open enrollment i believe the call center will close at seven o'clock central standard time tonight so you've got you definitely got some time today independent contractors. Your open enrollment uh, started November 1st and the uh, federal government has extended your open enrollment through January 15th. So you definitely have plenty of time to enroll. You're gonna start probably next week seeing us ramp up, you know, the Qualcomm's, the, uh, the uh, app messages, those sorts of things, just to remind you now that company drivers enrollment is ending. Um, if you're here on site, Dave Brill is here with Enrollment First, and he can help you get enrolled, and if, you know, if you want to meet with somebody face-to-face, okay? And, as always, if you have questions, I'm in the HR department. Right before you get to the Z Building, feel free to reach out to me, okay? Do I have uh, any questions before I get out of here? Nope. All right. You told me you weren't going to harass me today, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hang on one second,
2: Brandon. Any questions for Brandon on human resources? They're located in the main building. You're free to walk right up there if you have questions. Uh, I think primarily benefits are you and Trish. That's correct. Our two on-site folks. But any questions for Brandon while he's here? Oh, yep. There's one right to your right,
4: Bill. Uh, You employees... For new employees, how do we go about getting term life insurance? Yeah, so um, if you know if you're staying on the company side, you've got a full ninety days to sign up for your insurance, and it is required that you go through the enrollment, and either accept or decline the insurance. In that benefits package, we have we have a fifteen thousand term life policy. We have a two hundred and fifty thousand term life policy for you, fifty thousand for a spouse and 10000 for each child. We also have a uh, up to $200,000 universal life. So in all honesty, if you wanted to, through that enrollment, you could essentially sign up for five life insurance policies, you know, between you and your family members. Okay. And once again, if you have questions, definitely reach out to me. Okay. Yes. And I recommend, you know, I see a lot of PSD students here. Uh, definitely one thing you don't want to do is yes, you have your full 90 days to sign up for benefits, but really it's best not to wait till that last day. Definitely try to sign up for it before that is over because that gives the insurance companies enough time to get you in their system. You have their cards. You are not going to be charged for any insurance until it takes effect. Okay. So, um, you know, we'll definitely make sure, you know, of that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you can get with me and and I can help you through it and get you with call center and all. Okay. Anything Um, else for Brandon?
2: Okay. Appreciate you being here today, Brandon. You You know, Brandon touched on something that I just want to talk about just for a second. I don't want to be a downer here today. Uh, That's not my intent. But he talked about, uh, you know, making sure your beneficiary is correct and really... Two things are guaranteed in life, and we know what those are, taxes and death. And, you know, it's a tough subject to talk about. But most of you in here, I would assume, are the head of your household uh, or you will be the head of a household. It's so important that you take care of making sure that if something, unfortunately, does happen to you, that your family's taking care of. Within the safety department, Bill and I and Dave and Dennis, we normally get involved when a driver passes away. It's normally uh, just through... Uh, uh, natural conditions, they pass away, but it, it, it's really sad when we check with Brandon and HR and say, did they have life insurance? No, they they, they didn't have life insurance, and you know it's not clear who the beneficiary is uh, for any monies they have coming or their personal property. So, what I'm really trying to say is, make sure you take care of your family. Make sure that you are prepared for what's going to happen to all of us and that that doesn't make a bad situation even worse for your family. We don't want to think about that, but it does happen. It happens to all of us. And please make sure that you've done what's necessary that your family will be taken care of. All right. Now we'll get back up to some good stuff. Uh, it was funny just the other day. Uh, funny to me anyway. We were talking about, hey, maybe we could have a new benefit for people that are leasing trucks. And maybe that benefit could be that if they are on their two week after active, active duty stint in the reserves, we could postpone or delay their lease payments uh, for, for while they're not working. That's a great idea. Well, the funny thing about it is we've been doing that for years, but I didn't know it, so you know, probably the people that needed to know it knew it, but it just shows to me the number of benefits that we have at Success Leasing, the number of, of reasons that I think uh, leasing a truck gives you a great opportunity. So we've got Drew Martin and Dana Dishman here from our Success Leasing, and I just asked them to come down and just kind of maybe introduce themselves and talk a bit, little bit about the benefits of leasing. So I'll turn it over to you two guys. All right.
6: I'm Drew with uh, Leasing Manager, and so that, that is great point, Steve. We have a ton of benefits in leasing that we just don't do a good enough job to talk about. So brought Dana down here today and we're gonna touch on a few benefits, but more importantly, we're down here for questions. So if anybody has any questions after she talks, we can kind of address those.
7: Okay, hi, um, my name is Dana. So the first thing that Steve touched on was the military orders. Um, So what we'll do in that situation is we will reimburse your truck payment and your fixed costs for the time that you're gone and then tack that time onto the end of your lease. So for example, if your orders are two weeks long, when you come back, we'll reimburse two weeks of truck payment and fixed costs and then just extend your end of lease by two more weeks. So you don't have to worry about your truck or your truck payment while you're on um, duty. And this is obviously just like a standard policy. So most people have two weeks uh, duty
6: for the National Guard each year. Um, but if, if somebody has three weeks duties, we're obviously willing to work with people, too. So we're flexible with it. But our standard policy is the two weeks and then we'll tack it and move it on to the end of the year or into, yeah. into the lease.
7: Yeah. And then, um, a couple other things that we offer that, you know, you may not be aware of is, um, at two years of leasing, you'll earn a forgiven lease payment. Four years, you earn another one. Um, after six years, you get a reduction of your mileage charge and it goes down again after eight years. And then after 10 years, um, you're vested in your R and R.
6: Yeah. So the, the R&R program is a very important program that we probably don't talk about enough, but it's all money contributed by Prime and Success Leasing. So you get $1,000 a year from Prime, $500 a year from Success, and at 10 years, you're vested. We're seeing a lot of guys vest these days and get paid out after 65. And I mean, you're seeing 20, 30, $40,000 pay. So, Uh, We always like to talk about the benefits, but we want to get more in front of you guys with these benefits So we'll see over the coming weeks about if we can talk about some more benefits um, that we offer Do you guys have any questions?
1: Um,
7: What is the current delay for upgrades as of right now?
6: (laughs) So right now, I mean if the if If they've met their miles and their requirements, they can actually come in. We're looking at it on a weekly basis because right now, our average wait to actually look at a truck is about three to four days. So once you actually clear orientation um, and you get on the list, it's about three or four days before you're actually looking at trucks. So that's, you know, we obviously want to drive that down. We were running probably for three or four months around the one, one and a half day mark. So it's kind of ballooned up a little. So we really watched that to keep it down. So that's kind of what we look at. So right now we're not really delaying upgrades coming in, but there is a little bit of wait once you clear orientation.
3: Hi, okay, I'll be passing my test next Wednesday and I plan on leasing. When would be a good time to look into that or talk to somebody?
6: So you you're just pass- you're passing your CDL and going out with the trainer? Okay. So what I would recommend is obviously just doing your research for the next, you know, 30,000 miles, whether that be two or three months and ask questions. So we have different forms of communication. You can actually send Qualcomm messages into leasing. You can go to the success leasing website and actually do the contact us form and do it through there. We do have a lot of information about the leasing program on our website under the knowledge center. So I, I would just recommend doing all your research, talking to your trainer, um, getting all those questions together, and then you can always come in and meet with us if you if you prefer to do face to face.
7: Okay, I've got two questions for you guys. First one is, can they order a Peterbilt truck now? No, that's still not available for ordering. Right still now. not available. Okay. So
6: w- one of the, and I kind of want to address this. Guy figured this question was going to come. So about the new truck order, here's kind of what's happening with the manufacturers right now. So. They got kind of far behind, and they got their order boards too full for the last year. So what they had to do was take their fourth quarter production, which is uh, the October, November, and December of 21, and they moved it into January, February, and March to kind of help that backlog. So really, right now, it's not that we can't order that we can't order a Peterbilt. We just can't guarantee the delivery within the time frame of January, February, and March. So what we're doing is we're trying to hold off and let them catch up through first quarter of next year. We hope here in a month or two, we get some clarity on some second, third, or second, third, and maybe fourth options for trucks we can order. Currently, you can order freight liners, but we're hoping in the next month or two that the order boards come out, that we can actually get a little clarity on a second, third, and possibly fourth truck that you can order starting probably April, March, or April and May of next year. I've got another one for you. Oh, so we do have a program. Actually, Ben brings this up because he wasn't kind of uh, informed of it as much as that. If you're a company driver and you hit your million mile mark, we're letting you actually order a new truck. So you can actually, um, I think which is actually at seven years. So if you hit your million miles, you can go on to successleasing.com, pick out your color and your model of the truck that we're ordering at that time. And then three or four months later, you'll be able to pick that up. Hey, I got a question for you. Hey, I ordered a new truck, and I know it's here in Springfield. Um, My
0: question is, once you get the keys to this truck, how long will it take before I get it in my hands? I ordered this truck to be in, supposed to be picked up in
7: August. So once the trucks get here on the yard and we have keys, it does take about five to seven days right now to set them up. Um, So we set up an appointment with you for pickup and we make sure we have that truck ready when you're here.
6: We're we're, We're starting to get a good flow of new trucks in with, you know, there for a while in July and August, we would not get, we'd get zero trucks for three or four weeks. And so now we're getting probably 40 to 50 a week. So when your truck does come in, it does take a little while to prep on there too, but we're starting to see a good flow, but we are still seeing, like you showed, somewhere between four to six weeks on most behind some are maybe two weeks behind some are closer to six to eight weeks behind, but we're starting to see the lead times um, on order dates, versus pickup dates decreasing. And so we, we hope to continue to see that again with the supply constraints of manufacturers out there, a lot of things can change. So, you know, as long as the Delta variant and different things don't affect uh, some of these countries that produce these ships, we hope to see some lead times reduce Um, And along with the manufacturers tamping down their orders a little bit for um, trucks that we'll see a little progress on actually getting the trucks when we order them.
7: Um, They want to know an update on the upgrade list. When does it come out?
6: So the the upgrade list is through operations on there too, because there's two lists. I mean, there's a hey, do you qualify? Have you had not have you you know hit your miles? Have you not had any accidents there too? And so that goes through their fleet manager on there too. Once they're actually on that list weekly, they'll release guys out that say, Hey, there's fifty guys that are eligible, let's let's bring them in. <laughs>
7: The question I have is, um, when you lease a truck from Prime, I'm new at this, so why don't they give you choices of a couple trucks to look at instead of just one particular truck, that this is the one you're going to look at, you either want it or you don't, and if you don't want it, then you got to go to the bottom of the list and not get paid for waiting for a truck, but you have to, if I'm paying for it, I'm just wondering...
6: No, trust me, we would love right now to give you multiple choices on trucks. Just the actual supply constraints of being able to get the new trucks to have enough inventory to supply it. But we always – I mean, you're obviously lease operators, so you can actually – pick your choice, but we just say, hey, uh, uh, you know, if if you're the last one on the list and there's one truck left and you say, no, no, we don't usually move you down to the bottom of the list. We just show you trucks tomorrow. Now, if you pick a truck and then two days later you come out and say, hey, I just don't really want that, that's just kind of a judgment call on there. But usually, I mean, usually we don't do that. I mean, you just, if you turn down a truck, you just stay in line and you'll get a call the next day uh, when more trucks are available. Okay, thank you. Thank you guys. And if you guys have any questions, again, like uh, this gentleman said, like during your training, stop by the leasing office with any questions or email us or send us a Qualcomm message. And we'd like to tell you a little more about the leasing program and kind of the benefits on on a one-on-one basis. So thank you guys for your time. Super. Thanks, Drew. Thank you, Dana. You
2: You know, I I will tell you, I I think the, the entire company realizes that there is a. For lack of a better word, probably a pinch point right now with trucks. It's just, it's just there's a lot of moving pieces with it. With Drew's dealing with the uh, the OEMs getting the trucks, not always sure what's coming in but but trust me we work as fast as we can and we hard as we can we don't want you sitting here one minute more than you have to it was a discussion yesterday in the department meeting and we're looking at different ways to speed that process up you're here to drive you're not here to to be be waiting we're working on the inspection of the truck so hopefully the the first go at it everything is right and you don't find anything that needs to be repaired if there is something we will get it repaired for you before you go out but trust me we we realize that this does present some challenges but we're up for the challenge believe me
1: speaking of just in case it needs repaired how about we're up justin kaufman perfect information about maintenance
2: Justin oversees our call center, which is kind of, I guess, our new name for Road Assist. We always call it Road Assist. I like the call center. Yeah. So you gave some good information to Driver Advisory Board on uh, Monday. So I kind of asked if you kind of go over some of that for us, Justin.
0: Absolutely. We always get a, a lot of really great ideas from our Driver Advisory Board members and other operators that are out there. And, um, you know, I just wanted to share a little bit about about what's happening in the call center, you know, over this past year, uh, we've had some folks uh, that have been with us a while retire and move on to other uh, positions. And so, you know, we'd hired in about eight, eight newer folks um, and I've been, you know, really working to get those guys up to speed, you know, so we're pretty flat as far as the number of associates we had last year versus this year, but we're also in the process of adding another three additional support folks uh, to help, you know, make sure that things are getting streamlined. We're getting responses back um, and we're getting, you know, working to get trucks and trailers in and out of shops, you know, so I want to touch on that as far as, um, you know, uh, one of the great ideas that came out of driver advisory board was pro maintenance. Um, and uh, we we implemented that. Uh, we had a really great class uh, last yesterday. We had 10 operators uh, come and join us and um, you know, pro maintenance. If you haven't taken it, I highly recommend it. What this class is is, um, you know, there, there's a little bit of a PowerPoint that goes over, you know, how we can help you save money, you know, uh, out on the road, and it's it all kind of loops back to you doing some uh, small repairs yourself. You know, we we're seeing some really longer uh, wait times at truck stops where you're waiting four to six hours, you know, waiting to get a mud flap changed out or you know, uh, a small little light repair, or our headlight bulb changed out. And so, you know, this class talks about the time, you know, how time is money. And, you know, the second part of it is really cool because we've got a little classroom area where we've got headlight assemblies, we've got fuse boxes, you know, we've got a trailer tandem uh, locking and pin assembly, and we'll actually show you how to do some of these repairs yourself. You know so it's really you know awesome to get some tools in operators hands and have them do some of these small repairs but here in Springfield currently we offer this class uh Tuesdays and Thursdays um highly encourage you to take it uh later to come and it is just discussed in driver advisory board we're going to open up that uh, same class in Pittston so if you uh get the opportunity to take it here highly recommend company operators take it. So it's Lee's company, you know, even we have some of our power only, and in-house new fleet managers and road folks go through this class. So it's across the board. Um, but I uh, want to touch on that. Um, you know, as Steve and Andrew uh, already alluded to, you know, we're seeing just, you know, round numbers, Where you know we're averaging a day longer or more uh, when trucks go into the shop. You know, some of these dealers are really backed up. You know, so should your truck break down, you know, the advisor is going to be shopping for some shop that may be further than the closest dealer that can actually put their hands on it. You know, get past express assessment. Who can actually work on your truck? And so you may see us towing a little bit further out. You know, we're shuffling some trucks to Joplin Freightliner right now and EOSHO. Where these dealers are getting a little backed up, and um, you know we've got our Pittston, Pennsylvania tow trucks running uh, to shuffle equipment back and and out of Springfield here. We've got Henry's and we've got Brett's towing out in Salt Lake. So there's going to be some moves. And in the event you need a part um, that may be on backorder, our reps back here are working really hard with our suppliers to get those parts pulled and get them shipped or overnighted. So just a little feedback there. And then lastly. Uh, winter is here, um, and um, you know it's just so important that we know where we're fueling, um, that our fuel is treated, and um, you know we sell in our in all of our locations. I believe this Penray Power R Plus anti gel, and so you can pick up that uh, in our plazas. And then I also highly recommend that you keep a bottle of nine one one on board with you, and this is if you do happen to get gelled up, you know. So if you do experience a sputtering and you contact produce you know, we'll have you dump this into your tanks. And, you know, even a road service, if you have this on board, can put this in the fuel filters to help, you know, get your fuel de-iced. And so this is more of a fuel de-icer, but we also sell this in our plazas. Um, But, you know, it's just so important with winter coming on that we know where we're fueling. If you're, for example, in Miami, Florida or Dallas, Texas, You'll oftentimes not pick up treated fuel, and even if it is, you can't always trust it out there on the road, no matter where you're buying it. But for sure, you know those those folks. You know, if you load a, a if you run a load up north, you may be gelled up by the time you get up north. So, some of you may have already experienced that. But uh, you know, here at all our terminals, we're treating fuel, you know, currently. So the the fuel that is sold out of our terminals is treated and good. And I would also recommend picking up some jumper cables. So two to four gauge jumper cables, we sell them in our company store over here. Uh, Make sure that you have a pair in case you uh, experience a truck not starting or a reefer not starting.
2: Jamie's got a question for you.
7: Yeah. Uh, We had a question earlier um, in the chat asking if we could put more lights on the trailer to help with docking.
0: Um, You know, it's something that we could uh, certainly uh, take a look at you know, and evaluate, um, you know, the cost and and, uh, the reward of it. So we can certainly take a look at at the lights options.
2: Yeah, buddy. I I know you got the videos out and you were talking about the one for the trailer pins. In all honesty, that video really does not help because he's showing it from looking down at it. But when you're underneath that trailer, it is not as easy as he makes it look. Mm -hmm. it's more to it than what it shows so my opinion you actually need to do that one with the trailer underneath it so they can actually see what they have to go through because it's not an easy access
0: you're talking about the locking pins locking and just making sure that the locking pins are engaged and if the yeah if the airbag tandem airbag comes off yeah you've got you've got other devices or brackets and braces in the way yeah because i've had it happen to me a few times and that video, oh yeah, that looks easy, but no, it's not. There's more
2: to
3: well, it than what that video that's shows.
0: Really great feedback. We'll get another video launched. I'll tell you that uh, we've got that that slider mechanism in our pro maintenance classroom. I don't know if you guys have been up there, but um, it there you get to see it. It's right that right out there in front of us. But yeah, uh-huh. yeah,
5: it's not quite that easy, right? okay good feedback thank you
2: got another question for you justin i
6: had a a time one time where the trailer lights went out on one of the lights and i checked with the shop and it was like a six hour wait to get a light replaced so i was going to do it myself but i noticed on the written hour trailers they're all uh riveted in Mm
7: -hmm.
6: is it advised to go out and buy a rivet gun and rivets to keep on hand just in case that does happen so you don't get caught by
5: dot and you don't have to wait six hours
0: Yeah, I mean, we we have some operators that have, um, you know, changed out those riveted in headlights. uh, But it's definitely more, you know, on the advanced side of things, you know. And so if you have a shop that has that kind of a long wait, you know, let us know. And maybe there's a Love's or maybe there's another store that's, you know, that's that's nearby.
1: Justin, I got one more question, too. And just because I think this pro maintenance class is something that is above and beyond what other companies are doing. So I commend you for getting that information on drivers, but I wanna go back to the, the company driver aspect. If you're a company driver, what incentive do you have to take that class and make sure there's certain things that you can do yourself? I know with lease operators, owner operators, it's pretty clear the money that they're gonna save by doing it themselves. What kind of benefit do the company drivers have by getting that knowledge?
0: That's an excellent point. You know, if, you're, if, you, if you can save time, I mean, we talk about these six hour waits if you could save time, it's more miles, more revenue for you, you know, um, but past that, if you send us before and after photos, we'll pay you for these repairs. You know, we want to make sure that you're taken care of. And so we'll pay you for the repairs. And then it's less downtime. You know, some of these some of these fixes can be super, super simple, you know, changing out a headlight, you know, like I said, or a mud flap. Those are super uh, easy plays. So.
7: Write Where do you go to sign up for that Pro Maintenance class so you can take it?
0: Excellent question. Uh, you can reach out to your road assist advisor or your fleet manager, and it's on the internet. and we'll set you up. We'll sign you up and get you into it. So now I have to cut that uh, are, are they going to keep enough rivets in the trailer so when the shoes break, are they going to keep them the like mm-hmm. in the pouch for the is Like they already have a bag. So a lot of them haven't the had a bag. Yeah, you know, and uh, the curbside reefer door is what this gentleman's talking about. And and if you open up the curbside reefer door, there should be a little plastic bag of reefer uh nails push up nails and we'll double check with duct dam and make sure that we're installing those and checking to make sure if they're gone we're putting another bag up there but i've seen in the bays that we've got we've got boxes of them so yeah Yeah. last question over
4: here uh we had a circumstance where we were at the loves in jasper tennessee and we're probably waiting at the loves for Three to four hours just waiting on approval itself we were told by road Assist that there was only one guy that does approvals is that true
0: no i mean it, it, on the weekends and on nights we have one gentleman that is in charge of that but the advisors always take over if they start to get backed up so in that case you know I, i'd like to be aware of it to kind of see what happened and why it took so long but yeah. we should be pretty snappy with those loves approvals and i was gonna say because it's like a 15 minute job of what we had did and sitting there for four yeah years, so. and i know we did make some changes you know I'll, I'll double check on this that these were made but where loves can now call us if they're having an issue or something and, and get an answer so but Not perfect.
5: just to your left bill last question I, um, I had a trailer messing up on me in Idaho, and I was sitting at a Loves, and I called Road Assist, and he goes through it and says, well, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm like, well, it's not starting right. It was taking three or four times for it to even start. Well, he said, go ahead and go. I'm like, I'm sure this thing's not right. So I waited for Night Assist to come on, and, uh, and I only had a couple hours left on my clock anyway, so I waited. And whenever I carried it to the mechanic shop, the uh, fuel fuel injection pump was going out on it. So, well, my question is, 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 do we always do exactly what road assist says, or, 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 should we, you know?
0: No, I mean, you're you're the captain of the ship, right. And you're there with it. And so, I would say, you know, maybe that's a phone call in if you didn't communicate. I don't know whether you communicated through phone call or yeah, not, right. but. You know, that's almost a phone call where, hey, this thing is firing up, shutting down. You may see on Star Trek that it's running, but it is not. Right. You know, so we may have some information that's leading that direction and not all the pieces of the puzzle.
6: Yeah.
5: And we'll hammer through it. I told the night Road Assist, and this guy told me that there wasn't any mechanic shops anywhere near me. Well, the night Road Assist said, well, there's. you should be able to see it. It's like a three-tenths of a mile from you. <laughs> yeah. But my... Yeah. I just didn't want to get out halfway. This road was, this load was going all the way across the country. I didn't want to get in the middle of somewhere and, you know, lose my whole load. And you did the exactly, you did the right thing. Right. You know, I, I would get road assist on the phone. Hey, let's make sure
0: we're tracking on this together. You know, and, and you can always involve your fleet manager. Thank you. Thanks,
2: Justin. Appreciate you being here today. Tom, you ready? Come on up. You know, we like to do one thing at every event we do, and then on occasion I'll forget, but I didn't forget today, so I'm asking Tom to make his way up here. I saw Tom's hat uh, kind of drew my attention, so come on up, Tom. Man, look at that, 1967, huh? Yeah. How you doing? Pretty good. Good. Well, breathing. <laughs> there you go. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tom. Uh,
3: came to Prime in 2008 after retirement. Uh, been out here, what, Twelve years now, thirteen years. Whatever it is, uh, this is going to be my last job. Uh, Doc says I probably got about two more leases in me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Tell us about your military service. Uh, right out of high school in '67, uh, stationed at El Toro with Marine Corps Air Station out there. Blue was uh, a radio operator and loadmaster on the 130s. Nothing like El Toro. I think they closed that now, didn't yes, they? Yes, it is. Son of a gun. Well, we appreciate your service to
5: our okay, country. And, and,
2: and it looks like, did you go over to Vietnam? Yes, sir. Not too many of you guys left. We appreciate that. It wasn't a popular time, was it? Uh, no. Uh, Would you ask all our veterans to stand, Tom, and be recognized?
3: I, uh, anybody who's
5: serving in the military, go ahead and stand to be recognized, please. <laughs>
2: hotel on sometime today, Good to you next year, all right, oh. all right, Tom, we appreciate you, hang in there, Ooh. all right, thanks. You <laughs> know, we love our veterans, and uh, just not that many uh, Vietnam War veterans left, uh, so thank you, Tom. Okay. You know, it's been a good meeting. You know, sometimes you know, we'll come down here, Bill and I go, oh, yeah. I don't know if we got enough for a whole hour, but then we start getting great questions. And, you know, and that's what makes the meeting so good is the questions. So I want to thank everyone that uh, had the questions. If you didn't get it answered or you didn't think the answer was right, track one of us down. Track me, Bill down, Justin down in road assist, uh, Brandon, uh, Drew, you know, we're all available to talk to you. The only thing that's th- that does not change in trucking is that Everything changes, you know, who saw COVID coming two years ago, but I don't think anyone adapted better than Prime. You can see it out there. You can see as as we continue to grow that, you know, things are good. Don't let anyone tell you they're not good and our, our new folks for really entrusting us prime with your future and the future of your family. And I can tell you, we're not gonna let you down. Uh, we're gonna make sure that you're taking care of your family, that you're safe out there and you've got everything that you need. We've got one final speaker. He'll close out the re- the meeting. Only it's Robert Lowe. Robert founded this company in 1970, 51 years
3: later. He's still here, still going. Robert? Still, still here, me and, me and Tom still have a few good leases left in us, you know what I'm saying? Hey Tom, appreciate your service. Uh, outstanding. Uh, new folks, welcome. Proud to have you here. Like Steve said, you're our lifeblood. You're what keep us going. We're a growth company. We we need you know we need the horsepower. You know we need the drivers. We've got a lot of freight right now. There's an opportunity in the marketplace, kind of an inflection point in the whole economy. You know, a lot of people don't have help. They just can't find can't find the folks they can't find the drivers you know we can we we know how to create good safe drivers and they can come here be treated with respect make some money make some bank you know what i mean i mean we're all about making bank right yeah me too so that's what we're that's what we're all about we're going to jump in there and use that uh, capacity because capacity is a feature of service. I mean, capacity just like running on time. You know, if you don't run on time, you're not gonna get the business. If you don't have capacity, you're not gonna get the business. So we have the capacity. It's our objective to get in there, get this business and then hang on to it at good fair rates. And we love our customers too. We're not gonna gouge them, but hang on to this business for a long time and we can all benefit from that. And it really, You know, the rising tide lifts all the boats. Let me talk just a minute about uh, holiday incentive. You know, we've always come up with some way to reward the drivers that are out there helping us through the holidays. We understand that the holidays are very important. You wanna get home. We want you to get home if that's what you wanna do. If you're out there moving freight, we wanna reward you appropriately. I don't have a specifics yet you know so what's this guy talking about he doesn't have anything to tell me really but i can tell you that we are working on it and it's going to be lucrative if you can manage to run the holidays or run some of the holiday period if you can run each load is uh, what we're working on is an additional incentive load by load to run so you get home you know a few days before christmas there too after Christmas, but you're still within that period where the incentive applies. So more to come on that. Talk to your fleet manager. You know, again, I appreciate what you're doing. Freight strong. I mean, it's up it's up to you all. I mean, seed Woodkey, like, take all the credit and he's damn good. But you all are the ones out there doing the hard work. You're making the sacrifices. And it's very much appreciated. Again, appreciation respect for drivers is what this company is about if you find that not to be the case you let me know i'm all in you just let me know god bless you and please be safe